Michael Yo's got his own show. Michael Yo's got his own show. If you're looking for a place to go, the only place to go is the Yo Show. The only place to go is the Yo Show. Thanks for doing this, man. Oh, come on, man. My yeah. pleasure. Right. We rolling? Um, man, you know, we were talking about the it's it's a great energy this week in this room, isn't it? It absolutely is. Like it's right. such a positive vibe. We're at the comedy cellar right now, and Mikey Winfield is joining us. I gotta say, I've been here every week, and for some reason it's special this week. Yeah. It's yeah. special. You can feel it. Like, even the audience. You know, we got Marsha Warfield. She's right. from Night Court. I mean, we both watched it when we were young. You got Mark Cohen that's just hilarious Always. all the time. Right. Always funny. And we got Four Shaw that was right. on the podcast last week. It was phenomenal. It's, it's been such a great week, such great energy, and it's fun, man. It's just fun watching other hitters. Yeah. You know, and just being in that. And wanting to like, all right, man. Now I'm gonna just try this joke, and I'm gonna just try this joke, and it's fun watching everybody. It, you know, you know what's crazy it. is, this is how I know I can tell how seasoned a comedian is. I'm, I've only been doing it ten years, like going on ten years. But when you're not nervous that people are crushing in front of you, you actually get excited because oh, yeah. it's a great show, right? You know, and I, I love. Let me tell you, it's the first time you ever seen you, and. I, I, I talked to Brian, I go, I got to get this guy on the podcast. You are free. To me, there's certain people I see, I go, why aren't they bigger? Like you destroy. Hey. And you got and you got your own thing. And that's what I love. You hey, got man. your own thing. Let me tell you, it was about, that was on my goals list, to find a lane and find myself and just travel as far down that lane as possible. Yeah. So that when people see me, they're like, yo, I don't know what that is, but he's the only one doing it. And it's true. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> and and it's so it's so unique. It's so funny, but at the same time, so chill. Yeah. And that's what I love. You combine everything. Like, you're not aggressive, but you're not laid back. You, your jokes hit. They're well thought of. They're, and what I love about your comedy, and everybody listening to podcasts, if you got clips out there everywhere or no? Oh, yeah, all over YouTube. I even have like an entire special on YouTube. Okay, okay, material. what's the special called? That's called My Side of the Story, right on YouTube. It's actually, we're in the midst of it going viral right now. Okay, it should, it should. Because like I said, I see everybody, you know, and I got really excited when I saw you because I go, and then, I, and then we do this. We judge people by Instagram. Like, right, I mean, right. I was like he only got 27,000. <laughs> How does he only have 27,000 people, man? Hey, man. I agree. <laughs> you should. I agree, man. You know, it's funny, man. Like, I've spent so much time on the talent. Because, like, when it's all said and done, I'd rather be known for originality than even being funny. Yeah. You know, because that's important to me. But, man, there's a whole nother move for fans. And, you know, man, I don't have many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the Instagram numbers, you know, but... I just feel like if I just keep my head down and keep moving, the work will shine one day somehow. Or, and it, and I, I am here to help that. Yeah, like, I love I, it. Like, I am a big supporter. I'm all about Mikey Winfield. I want to take you out on the road. I want to show the world to you. I want, I want, I want, like, I've taken a bunch of comedians out on the road. And what I love is after I bring them to a club, the club books them for a weekend because they're like, yo. Because there's certain comedians which you probably know, they only travel with people that, aren't that good because they want to look good when they right, go on. Right. Me, I traveled. I don't know if you know Nick Guerra. 
Oh, know? yeah, he's a beast. Beast, right? Right. So when I first started, I traveled with him, where people would come up to us after the show and go, hey, Mike, you're okay, but Nick, you a beast. <laughs> oh, man. Like in front of me. In right. front of, and I didn't care because I was like, well, he should be better than me. He's been doing it for six years. I've been doing it for one. You know, so right. it was a thing where I wanted to play ball with people a lot better than me. You know what yeah. I mean? And what I love about the seller now, we're all to that level where it's so subjective. Somebody could like you, could like me, could like Marsha, could like Ford, but best. everybody's a hitter. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we all hitting home runs. I think it's someone for everyone when they come to these shows, yeah. you know, and it's, it's great, man. It feel like we're giving them gifts. We are. Like when I think about it, it's like, yo, man, we, we work on this and this is our job. But what they see, man, we make their day. You do. You, and you know? and here's, what, here's what's interesting is I tell people, before I got into comedy, you know, Joe Coy's my mentor. I talk to a lot of comedians. And after they go on the road for like a weekend, they go, I'm exhausted. And I used to wonder why. And then after I started headlining, it's like people come in. You don't know what type of days they have. They just want to laugh, right? Right. So I believe in energy. I don't know if you do. You know, I believe energy can change a room. You oh, know? yeah, absolutely. So just think. We take all the energy, whatever they went through, we're taking that energy because they got to go somewhere mm -hmm. and we're giving out our energy. So I feel like it's more about the energy is changing where you're taking all the bad, all oh, the yeah. shit they had. It's just transfer. And then you're giving them laughs. Definitely a transfer. It's right. a transfer. And that's why after a show, you're just heavy. Even when we do 20 minutes in between shows, I'm like, man, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's, and I tell people, if you've never tried stand-up, because I know it's on a lot of people's bucket list to try stand-up, I said you have to try it because if you do it a couple of times, even if you don't continue to do it, it's the only time in the world you have spidey senses. You'll be saying what you memorized, thinking about other stuff. Oh, yeah. Listening to conversation and orders from oh, waitresses, man. reacting like this guy's not having fun. It's pretty crazy what your mind can do all at once. No one knows this. No one, unless you're on stage. Right. And, and you have to be doing stand-up because if you're doing music, you got a band to lean back on and all that stuff. But this is just you. And do you ever think about that? Yeah, like but how, look, I don't think they can get that after only doing it a couple no? months. Okay. I think that comes with time. Yeah. Because now you start to settle in and now you get in the pocket. And yeah. now you are like that quarterback and now you are seeing everything where – in the very beginning, you just, I just want to be funny. Yeah. You know? I just want to laugh. I just hope I'm funny. Like, that's early on. But once you settle in, it's not that you don't care if you're funny or not. That's always the goal. But now you're bringing other things to the table, like a message. Yes. You know, you might be bringing style. You might have some things on your heart that you need to get them out. And it's so much going on. And we always have a job to do, no matter what happens to you earlier in that day. Uh -huh. You could be in the worst fight with your wife. It doesn't matter. The show's here, and sometimes that'll just give you the escape you need from all of it. And you know what's funny is <laughs> Orlando labels my boy, and, like, he now is at home with his wife, and his wife goes, is this what you do all day? You just sit around, and oh, then you perform at that? But it's, it's <laughs> are, you, are you a writer where you can sit down and write jokes, or does it just have to hit you? Like, I do all my work on stage, or are you a sit-down writer? So uh, I write, I pretty much write, like, every day. Yeah? Because that's, again, that's on the goals list. Yeah. You know, I'm, like, working out the right for shows and things, and even people, I, like, love to do that. So I just write, because I've always loved writing. But now, this is what I realized. Um, on stage, it depends on my pace. 
So if I'm in a certain room where it's like boom, 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 some like rooms that are aggressive, I'm kind of just going through the stuff that I wrote earlier. But a room like this where I can kick back, I get to think more. And yeah. when I can think more, I'm tagging on the spot. Yeah. I'm recording every set. And I did some stuff like, I think it was last night early show, and I'm like, yes. And I listened to it, and I played it, and I did it at the late show. And I was like, this is, this is what I love the most. Yeah. And, and it's fun that, you know, I talked to you yesterday about a joke you did. Uh, and I'm not going to give it away, but the next show I saw you did the correction. Tighten it. Destru- it. Tighten it and destroy. Oh, yeah. It destroy. Oh, yeah. And that's what's so great about con- – it's like I, I tell people it's like golf. You're never perfect, but if you change one thing, it could change the whole Tweaks joke. Tweaks can make a difference. I mean, right. just you taking right. out a couple words and yeah. you just went right into it, it just destroyed. Boom. Boom. Isn't that crazy? I love Doesn't it. Doesn't that feel great? You know, that's the thing too, man. Like – I think I struggle with commitment to material. I'll explain. Okay. I love new jokes. Yeah. I love working on them and tagging them. And like some of the older stuff, I'm just like, nah, it, yeah. it does well and I'm glad I have it. But man, when I get something new and fresh, like what I'm opening with, man, I work on it a you know, lot. I tell I tell people like like I'm I'm doing a new like 30 minute special at the end of the year. And Yo, I got congratulations the, too, man. Oh, thank you. Even thank you. on the last one, getting the heat. Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah. well, here and this is the growth. I look at my first special Blasian and I go, oh, you know what? That's a Taylor Swift song. It's fun, it was poppy, there wasn't drama in my life, right? Now I've been married five years, mm. I almost died. Uh my parents are over 70 and they don't really care about life anymore. Like, like they just say whatever. Mm. And it, it's so much, it's, for me, it's not dark comedy, but for me, it's a little darker, which I think's like the one note I got from friends and comedians are real. They go, man, there was no negative stuff in your first, but it was just nice. Yeah. You which know? can be fine for which, some. Yeah. Right. Which, which I understood, but I'll go, I'm not going to fake my life. That's what it was. Then. Right. But now uh, you have experiences. Now I have experience. Now I have kids. Now I'm seeing the world through their eyes and I want a better world for them. Right. When before my life was great. So I didn't really care what was going on in the outside because I was getting paychecks, right. you know, but now it's about two people. So I started to hit little social issues that I see that I've experienced. Right. And I can see the fun poppy group that comes for me. They appreciate the deeper side, and they don't get mad about it. Yeah. Because sometimes it can take a turn where they'll be like, oh, here we go. He's just preaching. And that's where comedy right. steps in where, right. like Dave Chappelle's to the point where you know when you go to his show, you're going to hear a 10-minute uh, thesis on something that with no jokes in it. He oh, just yeah. wants to say a point. But everything around it, like before or after, is going to be hilarious. How do you feel about that? You know, I like, I respect it, and I enjoy it. And I also, I'm glad he does longer sets because you yeah. want to hear punchlines too. Well, you know, but he's in like a current evolution where he's like somewhere else and he's still doing stand up, but it's becoming like, um, it's like a prophecy. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, well, right. people are going to him for his opinion now. He's, right. so he's transcended just ha ha, funny, funny. This is what he really thinks. He's, he's a brilliant mind. You know, and that's the one thing about Dave. He's transcended comedy, where comedy is not what you, you go to Dave for, to laugh, but you also go to him for his opinion. Yeah. You know, and I think, and I think that's, that's what's great about it. If we go back 
and it may, I'm not a comedy nerd, and I don't know 30, 40 years ago, but it seems like it was not about the message. It was just about the jokes. It depends on who we're talking it, about. It tra- like It's true. That's right, true. Right. So a lot of comics were just about jokes. And then you had some, like uh, Paul Mooney. You had Richard Pryor. They talked about what was going on, what they saw at Red Fox. Mm-hmm. To a certain degree, he was dirty a little bit. Right. But George Carlin, you know, talked about what's going on in the world. Right. Uh, but most comedy clubs you go to, you don't hear that because if you're on a room, and for people that are listening to this not in the comedy most rooms you go into with heavy hitters, it's a pace. It's like a song. Every comic, like there's some nights where it's just, it's smashing. Every every five to ten seconds you're getting a big laugh. Right. And it's hard to prophesize and tell a message unless you big because you feel that pressure of you got to be, keep up with everybody else. You know what? Right, right. Because you know? sometimes an opinion still can feel slow that. things down. Yeah, you know? your opinion can slow things down. Yeah, but I feel like if it's it's about who you are. Yeah. You know, like if you're someone who has opinions, I love that about you. Like I yeah. got friends that I'm like, man, I wish you were in comedy. I wish you were yeah. saying this stuff. It's not funny yet, but I like how strong you feel about stuff. Like I have strong opinions about my very personal life. Yeah. There's other stuff I don't even care about. about. Yeah. I don't even address. But I think that's also going to separate me because I'm literally talking about my specific life and how I love and how I hate certain aspects of it. And uh, as I go, man, it's evolving in 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 ways that do you feel? Don't know. Do you feel in comedy you're hitting all cylinders right now? Like like as far as the process, like you got it down and you feel okay. So on a like on a level of where you're performing right now. How do you feel? Well, like out of, out of ten, where are you at right now? I'm at like a seven. Seven. Okay. I I got fundamentals down. Yeah. But I'm still getting my legs back. I even yeah. watched the old video of myself, and I was like, "Yo, that's who I was." Yeah. And I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, as far as the tightness of it, and now I think I'm funnier than I used to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think it's because I'm thinking more, and I'm just kind of depicting, like, just kind of gravity. What am I trying to say? I'm just taking and breaking down stuff way that's, more. And that's what I was going to say is what I love about the first couple of bits I heard. Because as comics, I don't really listen to other comics. But you got your own style. You got your. I was like, I'm going to listen to it. What I love is it's kind of like when I tell a family story. You're gonna, it's going to keep going and going. You just dissect it. And, dissect. Yeah. and that's what I love. You'll have a bit and you'll break it down. And then you'll go into this is what it looks like. You know, yeah. and then and then this is what people think about, it. you know, and it keeps going. And that's what I love about you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know? man, like something will just get me one day and I'm like, I know I'm writing a joke about this. Yeah. You know, and I love that type of uh, inspiration. And then there's certain jokes that like there's a few. You always let the audience decide what's going to be a classic. But there's every once in a while when I'm like, this has the potential. Oh, yeah. To be a classic. Yeah. You know, and I like that feeling. Too. Well, well, I tell you. I have a joke and comedians have told me like, yo, this is, you probably, it's the fountain joke where the reverse (laughs) is out of nowhere. And it, and it, and it really, what I love about it, it talks about how, you know, me being mixed and I talk about how fathers are getting softer and softer, but then I explain, I walk you through my whole family of, you know, my grandfather, my father, and then me. And then when it gets to me, you don't know what's coming. And then you're like, oh, shit. And then what that does is is a deeper level. Different ethnicities of people. People of color see that joke one way. Oh, and, yeah. And other people that are not of color see it a completely different way. 
And that's what I love about it. It's multi-leveled. Because if you listen to that joke and you're a person of color, you go, wow, we've come a long way. If you're a different color, (laughs) you're laughing because it's funny. Right. But you're the one that caused it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Right, right. And, and that's what that's what I love about comedy, where it brings everybody on the same page of that's laughing. A, that's a great lane, though. If you keep going yeah, that way, I, I like know. what you're doing. You're going to tap into souls. You're going to probably press buttons. Yeah. And I feel like those are really successful people. Yeah. You know, um, it shows that I'm not afraid yeah. to go there, you know, and I think audiences respect that. And I've been on like another side of it where sometimes I do, I go there and then sometimes I've been extra safe. Yeah. And to me, I don't think so. I'm like, oh, I just did some crazy stuff. My wife was like, nah, that's just <laughs> not crazy at all. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I guess I, I see things way mm-hmm. different. Like even when I think I'm dirty, you know, people are like, man, that was great. And you, you know, it was pretty clean. I'm like, it was? Yeah. I was filthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just, Perception is really interesting. Who, like, when did you get into comedy? Man, I got in, like, mid-2000s. Okay, mid-2000s. So, 2010? Earlier. No, oh. no, 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 I'm sorry. Like, like around 05, oh, oh, So, then. you've been doing around 16 years now? Yes. Okay, so, how long it, did it take you, or is it still evolution for you to get your style? And when did you know you were funny? How long did it take you to get on stage and be like, okay, I can do this? Well, early on, man, it was like... I didn't know. I just thought I was funny around friends. So you yeah. try it. And, you know, there's people that uh, were encouraging, man. Like, they were just like, hey, man, look, you got something. Don't quit. Yeah. That's what they used to tell me. Like, don't quit. And no one really interjected. They just let me do all the wrong stuff. So I've done, <laughs> you know, like I've made zillions of mistakes because yeah. I haven't been guided and I've been learning and throughout the years you figure it out but everyone like you said you want a mentor yeah. and I've had a couple guys pop in and you know say a couple things but I feel like people for some reason I don't know what it is but I feel like they trust me but it's kind of like imagine but it's dark but imagine if you weren't raised with a dad uh-huh. and you know and you just Feel you're like, out here doing it. Yeah, you just out here doing it, but you always wish there's a dad that would yeah. just take you under and just do things. But I'm this far in, and I do what I do now. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm grateful like I figured it out, and I, I'm still evolving to who I'm going to become. Yeah. Well, well I, I think, I think, I think, I think until you pop, and even when you pop, because Dave Chappelle's still evolving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you look right. at his early stuff to now, I mean, he's a completely different person. So right. I think that's what I love about comedy is always evolving. But when you find your style and your voice, that never changes. So I know how I feel. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of comics speak of when they're talking about voice. I know how I feel about yeah. everything I feel about. I know how I feel about how I am going to even deliver jokes. Yeah. Like I know my heart and how I feel about stuff. So that is... That's like a big hurdle. Yeah. And once you get there, I think that's a corner you're going to turn. Because you're like, oh, no, I hate that shit. And you can say it so yeah. convincingly. Or, man, I love this. And getting there is like a goal. Because yeah. I used to be real, like, bland with opinions. And- yeah. I'm, I'm on the same way. I used to want to make – I didn't want to offend anybody. I wanted, to, I wanted everybody to like me. Now it's kind of like – since I've been building this career, now it's like, I want to say what I got to say. And if you're going to roll with me, you're going to roll with me. And if not, right. then you're not. 
Right. You know, now, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I was I was talking to a friend and they go, uh, you know, you hear Dave Chappelle and all these people go, oh, comics need to say whatever. You know, if it's true, say it. I'm going, that's easy to say when you're rich. But when you're trying to come up and get an, you know, yeah. when you're trying to build an audience, right. like some people can do that. Like Sam Morrell's, uh, the people that blew up online, they can do right. that now because they got, but it starts with money. And they did it, they did it saying what they wanted to say, but they had a different way they did it. Like Andrew Schultz, he can say anything now. You know, right. and he's right. funny. He's hilarious. All these guys are funny. But my thing is like, I guess I just, I love comedy. I know who I am. And I'm not that person in real life. Like, I met some of these people, and they are those people. Like, yeah. they just talk shit. That, that's them. Me, right. I'm like a different, but I think the real me comes out on stage, too. You know, it's like yeah. what you get in real life is you're going to get on stage. So, you know, you grow. And that's what I like about even the writing process. Yeah. You just, everything clicks if you keep doing it. And if you're doing it at a level where you nurture it and you care, you will get better. It's just inevitable. And I watched it in my, just my real life. And I've, I've always wanted that. And I, I feared that, will I ever get better? Yeah. You know, I look at my old stuff and I'm like, eh, eh. Yeah, you get better. And you just do. And it's just like anything. If you work at it, you're going to see results. And that's it, what I live by. Now, you're a family man. I want to get to that in a second. But I want to talk about The Office. You were on season eight. Yeah, I did season eight, man. How many episodes did you do? Look at this, man. Uh, very few. Okay. I was a <laughs> warehouse worker. Okay. You know, so uh, for those of you uh, listening right now, even watching, I'm the other, other black guy. So... <laughs> And man, I did. I had lines and what an experience, you know? Tell me about that. And man, let me tell you something else. I just thought of this. Just thought of this. I will take anything that puts me on a graph with Patrice O'Neill. So I'm like, man, he was a warehouse worker, man. <laughs> and so was I. And I, that's enough for me, you know? And those are magic moments. But the experience was great, man. Um, How'd you get, okay, explain to the people that not in the industry, how'd you get the role you went out for? Did you? Okay, this is how, cool too. Yeah. Um, it started when I was in Vegas, right? And I was just at a festival. I think it was an HBO festival. And I was just walking through. Bobby Lee just approaches me. He's like, what's up, man? Like, what's up? We don't even know each other. I love Bobby right? Lee. And he's like, man, you know what? I want you to be in my pilot. He said that off of us just walking past each other. And like, I think we might have been at the Caesars, right? <laughs> we just walked past, dapped it up. Yeah. I was with some other comics and he just liked my energy. Yeah. And put me in his pilot. So um, that happened. So I'm on the Bobby Lee Project. It was a, uh, Woody, it was his pilot for Comedy Central years ago. Mm -hmm. And the director, Troy, is like, man, he's a beast, right? So anyway, he's directing some episodes of The Office. And then they send me scripts from uh, my agent. They send me scripts and um, auditions. And I do one and I go to this, you know, the studio to audition and it goes incredible. And this never happens. Not that auditions don't go incredible, but two days later, I get a call and they're like, in two weeks, you're filming two episodes. And I'm oh, like, what? Yes. And that never happens. Yeah, Like never. you get booked for stuff or you get a call back, but not two days later, they tell you when you're recording. And yeah. I'm like, yo, this is insane. And I go on set, everyone's was so there nice. Who's there on who's set? Who's on Phyllis is there, uh -huh. Andy Bernard's yeah. there, Craig Robinson, you know, Daryl's there, um, Mindy. Man, it's, it's funny because everyone was so nice, yeah. I didn't trust them. I was like, yo, what's really going on <laughs> well, here, Y'all trapping me. Right, y'all gonna right. mess me up. 
and man, this happens, man. I go, uh, at some point, I go take a leak, right? And uh, John Krasinski pops in, right? So he's next to me, and he was like, hey, man, great work out there. And I'm like, should we be talking right now? <laughs> Yeah. But man, that was like dope, man, because he uh, directed the episode. Like my first one is the Lotto episode. Okay, so do you remember your first line out of your mouth? Man, um, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I said, so all the old guys quit? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the premise of the episode. The uh, old warehouse workers hit the lottery, they quit, and they hire new ones, and I'm one of the new ones. Okay, And okay. so I pop on, man, and I'm, I'm my character is this guy who's there for the interview but doesn't want a job. <laughs> So I'm just like, hey, man, I, I guess I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> and I had some great lines that even got edited out. And I know why, right? Why? Because me and Craig Robinson, right, we, I was delivering this line. And every time we made eye contact, you we would laugh, laugh man. <laughs> he would laugh, and I would laugh, and it didn't make the episode. And I was like, damn, man, because it was a funny bit. And it was about, it got cut out so I could talk about it, I guess. But it was about... Hey man, do I need to fill out this whole application? Cause or or are you guys giving a drug test? So pretty much, like you get one the drug, right? Because right. I'm not I'm not filling out no. this whole thing if you guys go drug test. <laughs> and then we kept making eye contact, man, and laughing. It was like four or five times straight. I'm like, okay, well. I don't know where we go from here. Were you, were you nervous on that first line? Oh, man, I was so nervous. Uh -huh. I was so nervous, man. And I was like, hey, man, play it cool. And I remember I did a lot of things that were not that was not cool. Like, man, I was real social in between scenes. Uh -huh. You know how actors are. You like chilling. You trying to get your stuff yeah. together. I'm talking to everybody, <laughs> man. Just like big. And I'm like, yo, man, mellow out. Chill, yeah. chill. And I eventually did. And I did some stuff in the warehouse. And um Amazing. But you said the like the office fans will come up to you and know your line. And like they the, are the cult followers, cult, man. And yeah. it's funny after it went to Netflix, whole new crop of fans. So now there's people when I'm doing these colleges, they like 18, 19. Oh yeah, and they're like, oh, oh man, you did the office, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, that's a while ago. That's crazy that it's yeah. coming back, and I'm glad. I'm glad it helped. It it opened some doors for me. And it really let me know how much I want to do TV. Yeah. And you know? TV's great, man. Like, yeah. TV is a beautiful thing. And here's the thing. You never – the office was established, but if you get something new, you never know if it's going to hit. But just the art. You know, oh, yeah. we're entertainers. Right. We want to entertain. No, absolutely. You know, like, I've been in several casting rooms, and they always say, like, comedians can do anything. They can do drama and comedy. Oh, absolutely. But – Dramatic actors really can't do comedy. That's the what the casting directors say. They say, yeah, you know, I don't understand why, but I think, but I, I was talking to Tracy Bird. She's a casting director, and Tracy Twinkie Bird. She's amazing, and she goes, because I'm I, I'm getting into acting and it's starting to go well, and I go, it's crazy. I'm getting all these auditions, and I it it just it seems like it's coming fast. I, you know, what about this? Because she believes in the 10,000 hours, I think, right? Right. And she goes, well, you've done that. Comedy. You know, like, you, comedy is the rawest form of performance. You're putting your heart out there. Oh, yeah. You're putting your emotions out. People know how you feel about different things. That is, right. that's, that's real. That is absolutely And it's real. easy to transfer that into acting. And that's why comedians right. do well in it. Right? I think you got to have a confidence. And you got to have a you point know? of view. But, man, you can't discount, like, there's amazing actors and we will get there yeah 
given the time. But I think with, while it works, this is why it works for comedians and drama. Because all we have to do is dial back. There it is. Yeah. That's really it. Because, okay, just chill, dial back, step back, and then we become serious. When we have to be serious, it's not even work. Yeah. You know, on a set, we're just kind of like listening mm-hmm. and reacting. Yeah. Whereas, you know, comedy acting is way more difficult. Oh, yeah, it is. It's timing, it's reactions, it's so much to it. And I admire everyone who kills it. Yeah. You know what Have man? you seen Ted Lasso? Oh, man, hilarious. That's my jam. I did their, <laughs> I, I hosted their... Um, Emmy night, you know, uh, I interviewed the cast. My favorite show, man. Yeah. Like, let, it's so, Jason Sudeikis is so right. good. Right. I mean, I love that show. Love it. And it's so positive right now, yeah. you know? I I just want to know all the comedies, too, because there's just things I'm missing, because I, yeah. I tend to only watch dramas now. Really? You know, I only watch Like, dramas. what are you watching right now? What am I watching, man? I'm watching The Shy. I'm watching The Affair. I'm watching... <laughs> Rewatching Sopranos. Oh, uh, see, I, I just saw a couple of episodes of Sopranos. Oh, oh, I know. Oh. Hey, man, I know. look at this. I'm happy for you. When there, when there are things that I know people haven't seen and all they have is it to still watch, yo, that is a great problem. But here's what's crazy is after I had my kids, I can't watch people getting shot anymore. Really? I can't watch death. In movies, okay. that, it's weird. That's interesting. Like, 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 I got after I had my daughter. It was just no. I don't want to see anybody die yeah. anymore. You know, I, I, like wow. I hate the news I, when they talk about. It. it was just this thing that clicked after I had kids. Before I would go to horror movies, action movies, everything. But this is how I knew I got saw. I got my son. You know, we had our son. I was at Fast and Furious, I believe eight with Jason Statham in it. And they were trying to save a baby on the plane. And this is fast, the most ridiculous movie ever, right? And I started crying. I was like, save the baby! Like literally, for real. That's wild. And I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then I can't see people get shot in the head. Like, it just, because I think think about my kids too much and I don't want, Hmm. I don't know, it's weird. How does, um... How else does having a daughter change you? I've always wondered. I don't have any uh, it's, daughters. It goes, it's a different level. Yeah. One is to protect. You know, your daughter you want to protect and your son you want to be strong. And that's mm. what it is. And like I said it before in my special, like I would die for my son, but I would kill for my daughter. Yeah. And I wouldn't kill for my wife, but I would kill for my daughter. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just I'm a different level. I'm always le- interested about that. It's, you know? it's a baby girl is, oh man, it's, Look at this. I'm asking questions now. This is funny. No, speak this on, is what, but this is, this is no, a conversation. This, I want you I like to speak like on this if you yeah. want to and if not. No, no. This is what I'm asking. So you had a daughter. Does any part of how you used to be, is there a way, are you the same as you always were oh, regarding not, no, no, your no. relationships with no, women? No, I'm more sensitive. I'm empathetic more. Yeah. I care about people. Yeah. Like, I, I, I tell everybody, when I married my wife, my wife was completely opposite of me. Like, she really cares about people. She's so empathetic. She's so kind consider it like we were kind of opposite because i care about people not as much as her yeah. you know like she's selfless got it i'm selfish you know at times but she's changed that in me too but after i had a daughter like when i had my son i was like i'm gonna die for you like i want the world to be a better place but now with a daughter i don't know what it is man it's just interesting it's just changed me so much for the good so would you want your daughter to meet a guy like you were in your 20s no <laughs> no, that's my question. That's what no. I want to know. Right? No, let me tell you. My wife, and she hates when I say this, but my wife said, "Well, I wish we would have met when we were twenty, 
you know, we could have had a family. We could have been, you know, I go, no, you don't. This wouldn't have worked. Because women want to believe they change a guy. Mm. A guy, you don't change. A, a guy is just ready. And you're the right woman at that time. Yeah, you know what it, it is because, definitely time. Because if I was ready, I met a great girl at 20, 25, 30, 35. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a thing where you could make a man fall in love with you, but if they ain't ready, they're going to cheat. Oh, gonna, man, that's tough. That's so, tough. So I'm saying, like, I, this is how I knew I was ready. 37 years old, I woke up. The dream I had was I was at my own funeral, overlooking my own funeral. Oh, man. Listen to this. this is why you start watching horror movies. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> so I'm watching my own funeral, and there's nothing but chicks I hooked up with. Oh, man, that's a dude, comedy movie dude, right there. Dude, wow. Nothing but chicks I hooked up with. And I woke up in a cold sweat and I said, if I die today, that's my legacy. Hmm. And after that moment, I said, I'm going to still date, but I'm going to date to get married, not date to date. So literally, hey, I man, would, that was about to be the dopest funeral ever, man. It's probably <laughs> a whole bunch of women there. Oh, my God. Oh, All man. my friends were coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody was there. It was a party. It was like the bachelor up in there. Uh, you know? But but that's when that changed where I was like, you know what? I'm a date for marriage, not date to date. Because legacy is important to me. Kids are important to me. Yeah. And I always wanted kids. And once I got married, and had, like it's my pocket. Like I love it. Like yeah. I feel so in the zone at home with it. You know, yeah. I have no problems with it. Yeah, man, wait till you get time. You know, that normally comes like way later, but yeah. I've had time in between where I was a coach so I was oh, coaching like seven-year-olds, baseball man. You got a step man. I, I know got about step man. I got real kid. Yeah. I got several, man. It's just, I, got, I got kids around. So, man, okay. I, I was coaching, and that was such an amazing experience, yeah. you know, because you're like part of it. You got all these other kids, so you're getting personalities. You're watching your own children socialize, and it's fun yeah. seeing them, like, how they interact with mm -hmm. kids their age. And you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, they might be okay. Yeah. Like, you don't know how they're going to be socially in the world when they get older. But when you see it then, you're like, okay, they'll be fine, you know? Yeah. And it was such, it was just the best. And then when you're like a baseball coach, now you got hot moms there, too. So that's part of it, too. So now you want to help the kids with the attractive moms, <laughs> you know, like really get better. And it's just all around good old-fashioned fun. something like that on the podcast or on stage, I would be dead. I would come home and my <laughs> wife would murder me. Like, hey, straight man, up. my wife, she knows me to a T. Yeah. Like, she, oh, she knows me so well, man. And we, like, the darkness that I speak on on stage is because her and I have had these conversations. Yeah. You know, man, we did a show, I think it was the might have been last night uh -huh. when um, I jumped into the trust bag. And, man, it really rubbed this couple the wrong way. And they end up, you know, leaving, man. Oh, was that the couple that left? They grabbed their beers? Yeah. Their bucket of beers? Yeah, <laughs> right. They, What'd you say? Okay, I missed this. What'd hey, man, say? so here's the bit, man. And like I said, I talk about all this with my wife, man. But I, I like that conversation. So does she. But the conversation was like, kill accusations. I hate when women are like accusing their guy and they're on their guy with no proof or anything. And I'm like, but let's be honest, like if he's hiding it that well, that means he cares about your feelings. <laughs> oh man. And then I tagged her with another bit and I had another bit. And man, they started bickering at the table. It looked like maybe he laughed too hard or <laughs> maybe I sparked the pass or something. Yeah. And they 
got up and left, man. And that I don't want that to happen at any show, man, but I'm speaking my truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm here throwing out some opinions that I feel about relationships and whoo. That I because I that was like I was like, why they I was walking in when they were leaving. I would go and somebody said they left with their beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Show she was she was faded. I think Brian might have told me yeah. that she was toasted. Yeah, you know, and he was just loud just because he was loud. But that she wasn't rational because she had a lot yeah. to drink. So yeah. that's not a good time to try how, to consume certain. How content. has uh, kids changed your comedy? Well, when it first happened, complete focus. Mm-hmm. You know, man, I was partying hard before kids. Like yeah. I was, I was Mister Hangout guy. You know, and. <laughs> It's funny when I see people I haven't seen in years, they're like, yo, man, you're so different. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like extra chill now. So for me, it just, I had to take it serious so I could support, you know? Because yeah. my wife, she mm-hmm. stays home. Mm-hmm. She wanted to stay, that was her goal. She wants now, to be a stay at home. What do you think women say that's the toughest job? Come on, man. They're like, don't make me disrespect housewifing across the country. <laughs> but I, it's a, man, you know what? She told me the other day, she was like, you know, I mean, the kids know how to do their own schoolwork, and I pretty much sit around all day. It's <laughs> but, like but when they four and one, though, like my, I, I see my wife. That's way different. Man, it's nonsense. My friend said, when your kids are like that young, if you have two, you can have four or six because you always up. Yeah. I see, like, I'm there. Like, this is a vacation right now. This oh, podcast yeah. and me performing at night. Right. Like, they nonstop. And, yeah. I couldn't do it. Like when they get older, yes, it, it's a different story. But right now, literally every two, daddy, daddy, yeah, daddy, right, dad. And then my daughter's now a daddy Whew. person, and I love that. You know, it's like no, daddy. It daddy. feels good, it but it feels man, good, but it's tiring, right. bro. I couldn't stay home and do that, man. I couldn't imagine if it was the other way around and my wife was touring <laughs> and I'm home with kids, I would feel like I'm stuck home with yeah, kids, yeah. man. I'd be trying to dish them off to anybody <laughs> who would take them and watch them because it's exhausting. It's you exa- love them, but that's the part I respect. You know, if, yeah, you got younger kids and you got to stay and take care of them the whole day, that's so Total. much effort. Tell me about it. Yeah. Tell me, like I was there, like, like when I don't, when I'm off here and I'm just in town, Oh man, those kids, like my daughter is one and a half. Mm. She go to bed at like 11 at night. She won't go to sleep. Oh yeah. And then she'll wake up at like 5.30. And the other night I was up from her with her from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Because I wanted my wife to sleep. Right. So I'm just in the living room just, and she's just like, daddy, daddy, just walk. And it's exhausting, bro. Yeah, it's man. Exhausting. But I love it. But the one, they, when my son comes up, no matter how bad he's been the whole day, and he's a good kid. He'll sit on the couch, put his head on my shoulder, and go, I love you, Daddy. I mean, then nothing. Yeah, goes nothing away. touched like, that, right? Like, nothing. Man, people don't under, understand the thing about kids, too, man. I think a moment that has surpassed anything I've ever done in comedy is when my kid, he was playing soccer, right? We had practiced a bunch. But, man, he's playing soccer. He kicks this goal, right? And he goes around someone and kicks this goal, and then he looks for me on the sideline. Come on yo, now. Come on now. Yo, they cutting onions, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm on the sideline like, oh, man. Like, we just won the championship, man. I'm like, that moment has topped anything I've gotten on TV. It's topped any punchline that I've written. It's just no feeling that compares to that. I had something happen. Like, very simple, Some not to that degree, but, like, in my head it was a bit, but it really happened. 
you know how you put your kid on the merry-go-round? And my wife was on the merry-go-round, and my son was only two at the time, right? <laughs> right? And they were going around and around. And every time they come by me, you know, he would wave and look for me. He knew exactly where I was. A couple, uh, like, came next to me and kind of said, like, hey, can you move over? And I had to move over a bit. And to see my son not know where I was mm. and, like, get frazzled, like, like worried, it was... It was a feeling where it hit me, like, you know, as a comic, you think, man, that's a real moment right there. Because it's kind of like your kid growing up. America around is kind of like your kid growing up. Because <laughs> wow. they know where you are, but then they leave. But they always come back around. Yo, that's deep, man. And I know, and it hit me while I was there. And I started, I started tearing up a little. But as long as you're there, when they come back around, that's what matters. Because if you're not there, you see what happens. They get frazzled. Yo, that's heavy, man. Right? That's heavy. That makes me want to text everyone that <laughs> I love. <laughs> you know? But it was, it was that real-time moment where that thought just hit me heavy. It was like, yeah. wow, that's life. They're going to leave. They're going to come back around. And as long as they're where you need them, right. where, as long as you are uh, where they left you, like, they're so happy to see you again. Yeah. And then I started thinking about my parents. You don't appreciate them when you're young, but when you're old, when you come back around, it's like good times. Yeah. You know, if you had good relationship with them. Man. You know what I mean? Man. It's a beautiful thing, man. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, man. Like, I call him real kid. That's my 10-year-old, right? Mm -hmm. So he's been wanting to come to shows. So he'll come to some of my shows. Oh, dope. And then, man, I was like, my heart started getting warm. I'm like thinking, okay, cool, man, this guy, you, want, you have an interest in comedy. I'm talking to him. I'm like, man, so what? You thinking about getting into comedy? He's like, nah, I get free food. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does he get mad that your shirt says step man and not real hey, man? Hey, man, we're making the real kid shirt Okay, now, the real right? kid shirts, okay. But, man, it's funny because I, I, I immerse him in all of this stuff. Yeah. We talk vivid around the house, you know, and – you know, he comes to shows, and I just want him to see stuff, you know, yeah. and ask me questions about it. Have you brought him on stage? No, I haven't brought him on you, stage. The best moment you'll ever have is where you do a set about your kids. And, like, I had a – in my special, before I even saw people doing it, at the end of my special, I brought my son and my wife out and my, and my mom and dad. And when you can share that moment on stage, especially with your comedy after they've heard about it, oh, yeah. and you bring them out – you talk about t-shirt sales. They will go through the roof for that show. Amen. No, but it's just a great moment, and you get a lot of pictures of it, and I got a picture of it on the wall. Yeah. It's just that moment. You know, my right. son was one and a half, right. and it was at my special, and my whole That's family's great. on stage. It's beautiful, man. My wife, she uh, tells me how much he laughs when I'm doing the jokes about him. Oh, yeah. And me and Stepman, we talk about that anyway. How old is Stepman? Stepman is 27. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's insane, man. He's literally like a bigger human. He's like chest haired up man he looks older than me it's just really insane and here's something that is funny I, we recorded our specials i think in the same theater oh alex theater alex theater in glendale yes right oh right and i feel like it was around the same amount of time but mine released later it's out but that's the other one that's on amazon prime yeah okay so i got another one called Stepman. is on amazon prime and, okay uh, yeah yeah so that's a great theater too and now we here yeah look at this look at this look at so this so tell everybody how they can find you man bigassteeth.com is a real website if you go to it and scroll down you find all the social media but across the board it's mike e winfield 
So find me on everything, man. And yeah. I like when people hit me up and they're like, man, we heard you on the Michael Yo podcast. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man, because sometimes things will happen where a bunch of people will pop up and I'm like, what happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> where did they come from? You know, so. And then we're going to be putting out clips. And I just want, look, to me, I know it's funny for us to be like, you're close to 40. I'm in my 40s. But like up and comers, like about to bust. But I feel like we both like, you know, we 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 getting there. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah. We're getting there. And it's weird that our journey is like gonna be close to forties when some people bust at twenty, but but it's our journey, you know. Hey man, I just think we're really grateful to be able to do this. We learned that it can be taken away. Yes. And I'm just here to give it a hundred percent and put my head down and just just keep going, man. We don't know what's going to happen. All right, man. Well, thanks for popping by, bro. Yo, man, my pleasure, man. Great. All right. Great. All right. We'll see you next time.